Hey y'all, welcome to Mentally Cracked, the podcast all about mental health. We talk about mental health disorders and so much more. We talk about how life, relationships, and everything in between can affect your mental health. This podcast is here to spread awareness and inform you about mental health disorders, but it's also here to let you know that you are not alone in your daily struggles. We completely understand. So hopefully you enjoy the podcast. And without further ado, here is Mentally Cracked. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And I've been away for about two weeks, but I have exciting news. I have a co-host. I'm super, super excited about it. Her name is Sarah. Uh, We went to high school together. And I'm just going to let her introduce herself because she's pretty freaking awesome. So Sarah, take it away. Hey guys, my name is Sarah and I have known Heather since high school and it has been such a journey to watch her grow in motherhood and grow in adulthood and I am super excited and honored to be on the podcast today. Um, I am a single mom living on my own out in Indiana and um, just trying to do life and to deal with mental health issues and just deal with life on my own. So been a journey yeah yeah for sure so guys if the if the audio isn't great on this first episode with sarah we're working out some kinks (laughs) with trying (laughs) to get the best audio because she is in indiana and i'm in pennsylvania so bear with us while we get the kinks worked out with that but hopefully you guys can hear okay i'm holding i'm literally holding the phone to the mic so hopefully it turns out fine um so i know we had a phone call the other day you and i and we talked about you know, we both suffer from mental health issues and things like that. So can you explain to the people that are listening, like what, what mental health disorders you suffer from? Yeah, for sure. So I deal uh, with anxiety and depression um, on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, I just started my journey taking Lexapro in April and it has been a huge help and a huge change. And I know that it's different for everybody. Some people are pro-medication and some people aren't. But what it really came down to for me was recognizing that our brains can get sick and that we would take medicine if our bodies were sick and we would take um, the precautions to prevent us from getting sick. We eat healthy so that we can stay strong. And so when we recognize that our brains are sick and that medicine can help them, it doesn't always help for everybody. Um, but that our brains are sick when we make that recognition, I think it does something for our mental health anyways. Um, I think that we can't get healthy until we acknowledge the fact that we're dealing with some kind of illness. Um, So I think when it comes to mental health, it's just recognizing the signs and symptoms of depression. Like, no, I don't want to be stuck in my bed all day. Um, Maybe I need to do something to help myself with that. In this moment, my palms are sweaty. I'm super anxious. What can I do to help myself with that? So I think we have to recognize the signs and recognize the symptoms, and then we can move forward from there. But the first step is acknowledging the fact that we're not healthy. Exactly. And I love how you say your your brain is sick. And I think that's that's totally 100% true. Like people would say like they're broken or, you know, and some people, especially the older generation, don't think mental health is like a real thing. They think, oh, you can just flip a switch and, and it'll go away. And that's just not how it works. You're sick. You need, you need medicine or you need some form of 
some sort of help, whether that be talk therapy or, you know, hemp-based products or, you know, holistics or whatever you guys are into. Um, some use acupuncture, some use, you know, fitness as, you know, a super antidepressant thing. Um, so that's great. But I just, and I think when you said that to me the other day, when you said, well, our brains are sick. And I was like, that's so true. Like, and the hardest thing though, is coming to terms with it. Because I knew in my journey, it took me a long time to admit that I had mental health issues, like maybe two years before I was like, okay, I need help. Um, Because I just didn't, I didn't want to, because I was raised that if you have mental health issues, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're psycho. And that's just not, that's not the truth. That's not at all what it is. I think it's that. And then also like, I don't know about you, Heather, but I was raised in a family where we didn't really talk about things. And so, like, we didn't talk about feelings. We didn't talk about, we didn't talk about anything. Yeah. Honestly, it was like, I know this is going to sound bad. It's kind of superficial. Like, we, things were always on the surface. And so, um, moving out here and having to figure out and deal with things on my own um, and finding my tribe and people who I trusted to be like, you know what, like, I really feel this way. And is it normal? And realizing that other people feel the same way and other people are going through the same things. And, you know, I have a friend, she she used the CBD oil and she was like, you know, it helped for a while, but it just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so I tried, you know, this and maybe you should talk to your doctor about trying this. Just explain to her how you feel. And um, finding someone that you can confide in and somebody that you trust they don't necessarily have to be going through the same exact thing but just knowing that there's a level of trust that I didn't have necessarily before or just a comfort to be able to talk about the way that I'm feeling and the things I'm going through when I was growing up I was like all taboo you didn't talk about that exactly you got up and you worked whether you felt you know, you wanted to be stuck in bed or not, the requirement was that you worked. And so you got up and you pushed through it. And at the end of the day, you know, you might find yourself sitting in the bathtub crying in the shower. Yeah. But you got up the next day and you did it anyways because that was the requirement. And then when I moved out here, like, that was not the requirement. And I caught myself calling off of work because I was stuck in my bed. Yeah. And that was a huge wake-up call for me. Yeah, yeah. And I think we grew up similar. Like I grew up with three sisters and we, we were tomboys. We all were athletes in high school. I know you played field hockey. I played soccer and we were just suck it up, move on, you know? And, you know, our our dad taught us, you know, don't cry, you know, especially at like funerals and stuff. Like you just don't cry. You suck it up and move on. So we just didn't, we weren't, we're not lovey dovey. We're not big huggers. Like Especially if my one sister's like, don't touch me. But like, um, but which is fine because that's how we were raised, you know. But as we got older and we saw that the stuff that we went through, the trauma we all went through, now we talk about it. We discuss it like over the phone. I'll call her and I'll check in. And my other sister will call and be like, how are you doing today? Like, what's wrong? You sound down. So like we all check in on each other and we talk more about our feelings now than we ever did when we were kids. But like you said, when we were kids, if you get down and cry, wipe it off, suck it up. Let's go. We don't have time for yeah, that. Yeah, wipe, wipe up those tears and keep moving. Like, there's no time. There's no time. Cause that, it, yeah, because you were labeled a drama queen or you were labeled, you know, a crybaby or, 
you know, and, and that's just not the case. Um, yeah, I think it, I grew up with three brothers and I like no emotion. You know what I mean? Like we were happy or we were mad, but sad and like depressed. Like those were not things that, that occurred in our house. It was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and boys I think are totally different. They're just like, whatever. She's, you know, she's a girl. But I don't know. Oh, I don't have. Yeah, she's so emotional. But like, I don't know that I was emotional because I didn't want them to judge me and to be like, "Oh, that's my sister. She cries all the time." Or "That's my sister. She's emotional." Like, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be able to hang with them. So I just turned it all off. Yeah. And then I feel like as an adult, it was like just a flood of emotion. Yeah. That had been suppressed for so long, and now it's like, how do how do I deal with this? How do I manage these emotions? Um, Cause I never did that. And it's hard. It's so, it. it's so hard. Cause you have all these emotions coming at you one time be like, okay, I got to focus on one. Now, which one do I focus on first? But at the same time, at the same time, my brain wants to focus on all of them. Like, it's cool. I got this. I can handle all these at one time. And then I'm like, <laughs> Oh man, I got some chest pain. I can't do this right now. <laughs> Um, oh, I feel you. It's like all or none, and I can't handle all, so then I just, like, shut down. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to bed early, or, like, I, especially when I get depressed. When I get depressed, I sleep a lot, and I, I just, I don't get out of bed, so I don't shower, I don't, I barely eat. But here's the thing with my depression. I either eat, because I'm bored, and I'm sad, or, and then with my anxiety, I just don't eat. So if it's a high anxiety day, yeah. I'm feeling really skinny. If it's a high depression day, I'm feeling really <laughs> fat. So that, that's, you know, that's where I'm at. But, but yeah, the, it's, it's amazing what the mind can do, but it's also very scary. Oh, absolutely. And I, um, like I said, it's, it's either all or none. I feel like when I get sad, I'm like so sad. When I get mad, I'm like so mad. Like I just don't know how to feel it a little bit, control it, and mm-hmm. move past it. It's like I spent so many years trying not to feel things, anything except being happy. You know, like that was the expectation is to be happy in life. And so I felt like I spent so many years trying to just be happy mm-hmm. that I didn't learn how to manage the other emotions. And so it just became such flood. And like you said, with anxiety, I think that's what it is, right? I'm feeling all the emotions and I don't know how to pick and choose which one I need to, which one I need to manage in this mm-hmm. moment and how should I really feel in this moment? And so instead I get paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I am like, you know what? I don't want to go out to many, too many people. I'm going to have to talk to people. Like I can't do this. <laughs> that sounds like me. Um, I, for work today, I had welcome week. Our first year students checked in. It was great, but I talked to them all day long. And then we had a reception at the end of the day. And I walked into the room and I saw all the students that I had talked to all day long. And I was like, I have to go. Like, it's too many people in this one room. I can't do this. Even though I had talked to every single one of them throughout the course of the day, Mm -hmm. seeing them all in one room was paralyzing to me. It was just like, how do I do this? How do I be happy? How do I continue to be an extrovert? How do I continue to welcome them into this place when I'm feeling so overwhelmed and anxious seeing all these people in one room? But here's my thing. So like, I have a hard time. My brain always goes to this from the crap that I've gone through because we've both gone through some shit in our lives. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Definitely. Um, 
from what we've both gone through, my thing is how do, when, how do you know when you're truly happy? Like, like, I don't know, like when I was a kid playing soccer, yeah, I enjoyed it. I had friends, but was I truly happy? Because, you know, I see certain people in my life and I'm like, well, they're not happy, but they're just here and they're, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, Mm, crap. See, this is what happens when... <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking, like, okay, so there's, like, a perceived rate of happiness, right? We're, like, we're looking at their Instagram life yes. and thinking they have it all together. They've got to be happy. Everything looks perfect on here. They're not posting any shit. They're not posting that they suck at life. But I'm sitting at home, like, I can't even post a fake picture today because I feel like I failed as a mom. Or I feel like I failed at my job. Like, yeah. But I feel you. How, how do we know that we're happy? At what point? Because I feel like there's a level of content that we have to That's the word be able to feel, yeah. but not settle in. Because I feel like if we can feel content, and then I feel like we think forward on like the next goal, but we get anxious about it, and then we get depressed because we're stuck in this level of content for so long because we haven't been striving for the next goal that we want. Yeah. I think that's where... Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it does. I think that's where like I'm at like... Not right now, but like, I think, is it, or am I just living in, in a content stage of my life or am I truly happy or do I, will I be able to get happier than where I'm at? So like, and I think that's why I'm always like, you know, I want to want the podcast to grow. I want my small business to grow. You know, I'm trying to get out of the job I'm doing and, you know, make this podcast with you a full-time thing. And I feel like, but my fear is if I keep adding more stuff on my plate. Like, of course I want the podcast to just be my number one thing. Cause this truly is what I want to talk about mental health and just make this something that can help so many people across the board, just worldwide, not just even in the States. Um, but like say hypothetically, we, we hit like 10,000 views on our, on our podcast. Wouldn't that be awesome? will that make me happy or will I still not be can like, will I just be content with it? You know what I mean? But another part of me is like, I, you should always strive for more. You hit 10 K go to 20, you hit 20, go to 30. Like think of all the people you're touching with the stories you're sharing from me, you, a guest that we may have on or something like we read or whatever. But I don't know. That's just like, that's the thing I'm thinking about lately is like, what is, what is enough? You know what I mean? Yeah. I. So as you're talking, I'm thinking like happiness is so fleeting, right? It's like you're only really happy for a moment because then the next feeling really is like content. Like I'm content in this space. Yeah. But after you're content in it for a while, then you're like, am I content in this space any longer or do I need to change it? So I think like I don't really know like. I don't think there's a place in your life where you can just be like, I'm settled into this and I'm going to be happy from here on out because there's so many different factors in our life. Like if I make, you know, six figures, I'm going to be happy, but you're not going to be happy because you're going to make six figures and then you're going to want all this shit. And then you're going to be like, I don't make enough money, but really you do. You're just spending it on all this other stuff that you think is going to make you happy. And what I, I really feel like it comes down to is like, happiness is a feeling but our feelings change all the time right like we go through emotions and feelings multiple times throughout the day 
And I think it comes down to like choosing joy in your circumstance. Like what in the day is going to give you joy? And can you hang on to that long enough that you are joyful when you put your head on your pillow at the end of the day? Ooh, that's good. So, I mean, that's me, right? Like my son's been gone for six weeks. He came home last night. And the very first thing he did when he saw me was like run and jump into my arms. And I've just been holding on to that. Because today I asked him in the car, like, buddy, did you miss me while you were gone? And he (laughs) flat out said no. And I could have been like totally heartbroken in that moment. But I was like, maybe he didn't miss me, but he was excited to see me and he jumped into my arms and I'm just going to hold on to that moment yeah. and continue to choose joy yeah. whether he missed me or not I missed him and I'm happy that he's home <laughs> yeah. but like I think we have to choose like you know what I mean like you choose to love somebody it's a choice of an action every day and so I think rather than trying to strive for happiness is like what can I choose and hold on to to choose joy all day long that's good that's a good it's a good message, man. See, you got the words of wisdom. <laughs> I don't know that I have words of wisdom. I'm just sitting here. I'm just talking. You know what I mean? Like, whatever comes to my, to my heart and to my head. But, like, I think joy is more important than happiness. If you can choose joy in your situation, that's going to make a difference. And I think when we get depressed, it's because we don't have anything to choose joy for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, We forget what brings us joy. We forget why we need to choose joy. And we're focused on happiness instead of joy. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, no, doing the dishes is not going to make me happy. (laughs) But having a clean house brings me joy. Yeah, yeah. I wish I... I'm focused on, you know, I'm focused on the dishes. And so I don't want to do them. So I'm just going to keep looking at them. And then my house gets a mess. And then all I want to do is be in my bed. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're speaking my language. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so which one do you think you suffer with worst, depression or anxiety? Or both equal? I think it depends on the time of the year. Mm-hmm. Definitely seasonal depression has me bad. Mm-hmm. And especially here, I, I don't know if you've heard of this, so in the Midwest, we call it the permacloud. In like... October, this cloud comes and it doesn't leave until like June. And it's like always overcast. It's always dreary. And I mean, every now and then the sun will come out and you're like, yes, the sun is out. And you're like so excited. But for the most part, like there's just a permanent cloud over um, the space. And like you don't get to see the sun and it gets dark so early. And I mean, like there are times where I get to work and it's dark outside and I leave work and it's dark outside and I don't have a window in my office. So I don't see the sun all day long and I'm not okay with that. And so I think in the, in the cold seasons, I can't even call it winter, right? Because it's cold here for so long, fall, winter, and spring (laughs) in that cold period. Like I focus so much on my depression. Yeah. And like, I just need the sun and I just need to be around people. I could literally clock out of work at five o'clock, pick my kid up, come home and be in bed by six o'clock and be totally fine. Yeah. See, that's me. I get like that. And it's not healthy. I oh. know it's not healthy. Oh, I know too. But yeah. it's like, if it's dark outside, I feel like it's perfectly okay for me to be in my bed. 
See, I'm the same way. And the winter is usually really bad for me with depression. But this past year, it's actually stayed longer than normal. But you know, PA weather sucks. I mean, you're from here. It's like 80 degrees one day and 42 the next day. Like Mother Nature can't understand what she's doing. I started my new job on April 18th and it was snowing. Oh God. Snowing out here. Mm, So I I feel you. That's why I say the cold wet, like the cold months because winter lasts forever here. And, And especially this year, it was so long. We didn't see the sun until June, but I soaked up the sun this summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Soak up that I vitamin D. to carry through. Yeah, soak up that vitamin yeah. D. So, yeah, but I think, like, in, in circumstances, like, my anxiety is overpowering. My anxiety comes when I'm in a certain location where it triggers my past. That's where my anxiety comes mm. in. Or if I'm in the car. I really don't do well when other people are driving me in the car. If I'm driving myself, I'm fine. Because I think it's the whole, I don't know what the other drivers on the road are doing. And I also, like, my sister yells at me all the time. She goes, don't even look at the other cars. Just drive. Just look forward. Because I always feel like they're coming into our lane when they're not. Mm. Okay. But, like... From what I went through in my trauma, like if I go to that that place, which is once in a blue moon, I like anxiety just comes over me, and I'm like, I can't be here long. And especially if someone raises their voice or is screams, like I just shut down. Wow, oh, yeah, I've noticed mine is like if somebody says I need to talk to you. I instantly go to the, the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need to talk to me, you're delivering bad news. I need to know right now. Don't say, hey, can we meet, you know, tomorrow? No, I need you. If you want to meet with me, we, we need to meet right now. Yeah. Or I'm going to spend the next 12 hours thinking about how awful this conversation is going to be. How bad can it go? I'm going to get fired. You don't like me anymore. You hate me. We're not going to be friends anymore. I did something wrong. Like, I just need people to be straightforward with me yes. and cut to the chase. Yeah, no BS. Just tell me. Do you have a minute? I have a minute right now. And if I don't, I'm going to make the minute because I need to know what that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Or like when somebody goes to say something and they're like, ah, never mind. And I'm like, no, like, what were you thinking? Yeah, what the hell were you Because I, I don't, yeah, I don't have a filter. So I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking straightforward. And I need you to do the same thing for me because if not, I just go to the bad place. Yeah. Like, just, just tell me what the hell you're thinking so I don't think the worst, like. Yeah, and it could be, like, oh, I just wanted to tell you, like, I like your dress or whatever, like, cool. But you start talking, and I'm going to be, like, is my outfit doesn't fit? Like, I look fat in this? You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, like, the worst case scenario. I got toilet paper stuck to the bottom of my shoe, and you didn't tell me? Like, yeah. those are the type of things I just. I, I go to that place. So I, I have learned to just surround myself with people who are going to tell me how it is, whether, you know, you have to break it down and break my heart because that's the truth, the honest truth, or you're going to lift me up and you're going to fill me up because that's what I need to hear. But those are the people I need to be around. I don't want to be around anybody who's going to sugarcoat shit or put it off. Like if I do something wrong, tell me I do something wrong right now and let's fix it because if it sits, 
and I stew on it, then I'll be like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm not coming to work today. Yeah, exactly. But I'm fine. I mean, I'm not fine because, like, my brain is sick. Um, chances are my stomach is not feeling well either <laughs> because I, I'm filled with anxiety about I did something wrong and now we need to address it. And I wish we would have just addressed it from the job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm the same way. Like if I get an email at work and they're like, you know, we need to schedule this meeting. And I'm like, and it's just me on the meeting with like my director. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm getting fired. Like, right. Can you tell me what the meeting is going to be about? (laughs) Don't just say we need to schedule a meeting. I need to know what the topic of the meeting is or I'm not showing up. We're going to reschedule this five, six times. Yeah. All right. So we have, since I'm recording this on the desktop, we only have five minutes left. So I know it's a, if it was recording on my phone, we could do 45 minutes, but it says you can only record up to 30 minutes on a web browser, which is stupid. But so do, okay. do you have anything to tell the people before we come think, next week? I think let's close it out with this. Two main things is one is like, if you don't feel good, surround yourself with people, a tribe that you feel comfortable confiding in that they're not going to judge you, but they're going to help you to feel healthy in whatever capacity that that is. So they're not necessarily just encouraging you to be like, you can only get healthy by doing this, Mm -hmm. but that they're like, you know, here's a gamut of things, options for you. Why don't we walk through that and see what that looks like so that we can find what fits you best to help you to get healthy. And I think the second thing is acknowledging that your brain is sick. It's so important. Like, you can't ignore it because I feel like it it just continues to get worse. It's like a tumor. If you don't address it, it's just going to continue to get worse. And you're going to continue to try to fight it in secret. And the thing is, you think you're hiding it so well. And yet, I bet the closest person to you knows it. They're just nervous to address it with you. Yeah. So, I think we, we just... We need to talk about it more and we need to find people we feel comfortable talking about it and just come to terms with that and then to choose joy choose joy every day yeah don't strive for happiness choose joy i think those are like my top three things yeah and the other thing is if you're suffering and you think you're alone you're not and you should really share your story because your story could help someone else or even save someone else from harming themselves or doing something God forbid, totally horrible. So that's what I want to like also put in there. Like, you know, choose joy. Your brain is sick. Make sure you get some help, whether that be talk therapy, see a doctor, whomever, or confide in one of your, your tribe members and just share, share it as much as possible. So, cause there's probably someone down the street across town in another state that's, you know, suffering like you are and they think they're alone. For sure. Mental health is not taboo. And I think we need to break that culture. And we're going to with this podcast. Hell yeah, we are. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So guys, we're going to try and we're going to try and put an episode out each Wednesday. And then we're going to try and pick topics. If we don't have a topic, we'll just talk about what's going on in our lives and whatever. Um, we're going to try and get some guests on. She, I gave her the login info so she can record her stuff with someone in Indiana if she wants. If I find someone that wants to be on the podcast, I do have a few people that want to be on. I just, scheduling issues, you know, people work, have kids, lives, things like that. Plus, you know, I'm a mom and I got crap to do too. So 
Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, guys. So stay tuned for next week. I uh, don't know what the topic is yet. We'll talk about it. Uh, but we'll be here. But we'll be here. And if you guys have any questions, send us a message. We'll gladly answer it. So, all right. We're at 2732, 33, 34. Ooh. I know we're doing good. <laughs> I'm really hoping the. Audio sounds good on this. I hope so too. But either way, we hope that you guys have a great week and we'll see you back next Wednesday. We'll hear you. You'll hear us back here next Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to work on the video thing. I haven't figured that out yet either. So it's a work in progress. We're a hot mess, but we're hot. That's all that matters. (laughs) That's what matters. (laughs) You're absolutely right. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.